Well, welcome to Language of Life. And I'm curious, what would make life more wonderful for you today? Well, my mom has dementia. And uh, she's probably at a stage three and a half out of five. Mm. Um, she's starting to become a little incontinent. Um, she's starting to call people other, other names. She still recognizes me. But um, and my sister, and and we're her caretakers, and I'm her main caretaker. She lives in a facility within 15 minutes of my home, so I can see her after work, before work. Um, I can see her as frequently or infrequently as I would like. Um, it is a memory care facility. And uh, they are understaffed, so it's it's difficult for me to really know what's going on with my mom if I'm not there. So I can call her and hear her report, but because of the lack of staff, I frequently call and no one can answer from a professional point of view, what, how my mom is going. So communication uh, to me with my mom is, it's, it's, it's very, uh, it's crucial and it's difficult, very difficult. She seems to be angry at me all the time. Mm. And what um, what do you observe about her behavior that makes you think that she's angry at you? When I'm putting her coat on, she'll say, you're hurting me, you're hurting me. Um, oh, but that doesn't sound like it. What are, or why do we have to do this? Or don't 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 rush me. Don't rush me. Or I'm not a child. Or that's what you say. Or you just know it all. Mm. So Hi. those are the things that she says. Um, she has actually gotten physically uh, angry uh, with her body, like mm. I needed to step away. Um, but, um, yeah, main, main, mainly it's, it's speaking and, yeah. Mm. It's, it's angry words and angry tone and angry, yeah, resent, uh, resentment. Oh, I, uh, yeah, she doesn't, doesn't accept help easily. 
Mm. Well, that's yeah. all over the place. I'm sorry. No, but, that's um, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so she she says those things with the, with a tone and a, a volume and an expression and a gestures that that are that are strong or aggressive or loud and um and she's she's very it sounds like she's sensitive to um the interaction she's having and she interprets them to be um that you're like you said treating her like a child or um hurting her and so mm -hmm. when you when you witness her anger and mm -hmm. she's connecting the way she feels to you and your behavior and if you're Let's connecting right there i need to mm -hmm. i need to digest that she's connecting yeah. the way she feels to me and my behavior yeah yes i believe she is reacting to my tone as well yes okay mm, okay i just and I, I needed to repeat that to make sure yeah. i understood what you were saying yeah that's yeah. fine that's and that's that's a really key pivot right there isn't it and this mm -hmm. is a this is a pivot point that we'll use for a lot of situations when we're empathizing with someone else seeing their emotions and what they might be attaching the way they're feeling and what they're attaching their feelings to and for ourselves, and it's almost like this feedback loop where one and and the other can bounce off each other very quickly right and so, so, and so it sounds like you are also observing your own behavior perhaps from being stimulated from her anger um, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit what you observe about your what if somebody was looking at it third person what would they see how would they describe your interactions with her as well well i i get quiet really quick mm. and um i will just say the minimal mom we're going to go visit your husband we do this every saturday and this and today's saturday and he's waiting for you and and then i will once i get her in the car which is quite the struggle um then i will turn on um devotional music or or music I've been looking for music that she knew from her younger years. Something that would hopefully put her in a better space um, and something uh, that would uh, uplift her spirits. On, on, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll say, Mom, I, I haven't said my morning prayers yet, and I need to say my morning prayers. Mm. And uh, we have some shared prayers uh, that are memorized, short shared prayers. And uh, so when I say them, I can see that she is saying them also. And every once in a while, I'll stop to let her say it. 
until she gets to a place where she can't remember. And then, and then if she starts talking negatively again, I say, oh, I'm sorry, mom, I haven't said enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All of this, so I know, all of it's avoidance. I would say if someone were looking at me, they'd be like uh, avoiding, um, doing everything I can to avoid more conflict. Um, And And I shut down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you shut down and you said that you become very quiet, what Mm -hmm. feelings are bubbling within you that aren't being expressed? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm usually <laughs> really angry. <laughs> angry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, let me look at the list here. Let's, okay. let's, let's get uh, really, I mean, I have looked at this list with uh, her in mind. But, um, mm-hmm. um, resentful is is one that you know really yes resentful mm-hmm. um i can get i can get furious i can get um outraged and um i'm certainly very tense i'm edgy mm. um i'm overwhelmed um i'm nervous And I'm I'm also yeah annoyed, um, very frustrated, very yeah yeah yeah. All right, and so this is this is also an opportunity now to take the NBC process where we disconnect the way we feel from the stimulus from that person. And we connect it now to one or more of our needs. So if those are all feelings that you have when needs are not satisfied, let's look at the list now, some basic needs we all have. Which ones do you think are at play? Which ones are connected to those feelings here? Right. I um, Just plain communication. Mm-hmm. I would like, you know, communication consideration, um, mutuality, to understand, you know, to understand her, yeah, to be understood that, you know, I'm not, I'm not evil, I'm not trying to do something horrible to her. Mm. Got it. And so when she, when she feels the way that you imagine she's feeling, seems like she's probably feeling angry. Um, and well, let's let's look. Let's name a couple of the feelings. Yeah. So which ones do you think are active for her? Yeah. Well, she she feels and um, has said things like mm-hmm. this. She feels ashamed um Mm. she feels miserable uh regretful remorseful a lot of grief heartbroken because 
her husband isn't living with her and she doesn't understand. She's very agitated. Um, very frustrated also. Mm. Yeah, and when there's a varied set of emotions like that, I suspect that it's connected to a varied set of needs as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's now check back to the list. And which needs do you think that she is having a hard time or unable to meet, which might lead her to feel that way? Uh, safety. Mm -hmm. She doesn't feel safe. Um, rest. Uh, she's always having. She always says, "I never, I never sleep." Um, exercise. That would be wonderful. <laughs> um, mm. She would feel like getting up and walking. She doesn't anymore. Um, she wants, you know, she wants independence, autonomy. Well, she she's always talking about wanting her family close, so I would say closeness mm. or love, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. And how is it for you to connect to her needs right now? Yeah, I it, uh, it touches my heart for sure. Um, so some part of me is is like guarded. Mm. I I I hear these things. I yes, I know she wants safety. I know she wants all these things and. We're in a difficult situation because of her mental state. There isn't any family members that can take her on. I, I don't feel like I can take her on. So that's mm. what saying all these things brings up. So you're you're able to recognize her needs and and in some level empathize with them, but something's stopping you from really truly empathizing with those needs. And it sounds like you might be afraid that you can't meet all those needs for her or or contribute to those needs as much as you'd like. Yes, I I I don't I don't think I can meet all these needs. For her. And are you expecting yourself to be able to? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I have power of attorney, um, medical and financial. I um, have watched my mother care for her mother-in-law, her mother, and her husband. Um, 
she kept them all in her home until they had to go to another home. Mm -hmm. Um, So the bar is high and I feel like some part of me feels like, you know, it's owed to her for Mm -hmm. all the things that she did for us and for them. It's owed to her. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I I can do that or want, um, yeah. Mm, Right. And so part of you really wants to be able to meet these needs. And part of you though is thinking and acting from a place of obligation. There's some layer of I should or I have to do this. I don't have a choice. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. And so this is a another touchstone in the NVC language of life that anytime we feel that we're doing something out of obligation, a duty, we have to, we must, we have disconnected from some essential needs and it's going to come at a great cost if we continue to mm-hmm. act from that energy. Mm-hmm. Is that something it that... It already has, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's been going on for a little while now. Mm-hmm. All right. And so in order to translate the phrase, I have to do this or I should do this, we have a formula to translate into a language of life. Would you like to try that? I'd love to. Okay. So let's pick something somewhat specific. Is there one task or action or some aspect of your relationship with her that feels like it's done out of obligation mostly? Taking her to see her husband. Taking her to see her husband. Okay. Mm-hmm. So whenever you do this particular action every Saturday, you take her to see her husband. That in particular just feels like I really something in me doesn't want to do this, but I'm doing it out of obligation. Mm-hmm. All right. So. What we'll do now is to connect to the feeling and the need within yourself where you can say, I choose to take my Mm -hmm. mom to see her husband because I, and you can insert the, the need that it would fulfill for you. And you also may come to realize that this is something that you can't find any way to meet a need in doing so. And then we can think of a different strategy. Maybe there's another way that she can meet this need besides you doing this. So we'll start by seeing if we can, through translating this, change the energy in which this is done by connecting it to an actual need. So, For you, begin 
And this can be done with writing or if you're able to do it out loud, sometimes that's a little harder. But if you translate, I should or I have to, to I choose to take my mom to see dad on Saturdays. And what is the need that you're fulfilling for yourself and for her by doing so? So um, he's, he's not my dad. Uh, they married about five, no, more six or six years ago, six or seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and I, I have, I have looked at this over and over again. And mm. in the, in the beginning, the need that I was fulfilling was to, and, and I, I need your help in finding this in on the page, but the mm -hmm. need was to fulfill what I believe was her need for family connection. Mm. So I was doing it because the thought of my mother being in the facility without family connection several times throughout the week was intolerable. Um, and yeah, I didn't have as much resentment in the beginning as 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 I do now. It's unfortunately gotten worse over this period of time, which is almost a year now. Mm. And so partially the the action of taking your mom to see her husband is in response to the the um, conclusion that she's not getting those needs met where she is. And so you're you're taking it upon yourself to help her get those needs met elsewhere. And um, so there may be something in terms of the relationship between you and the caregivers or the place where she is that also may be um, worth exploring. And so from that, uh, from the choice you make to uh, bring her to see her husband though, it's coming at a cost of meeting your needs. Mm -hmm. And so what, uh, what would those be for you? My, my need is for space. Um, it's my weekend and um, work is stressful for me. The Monday through Friday is, is fairly stressful for me. And I just, I, I need space. Um, and peace and harmony and inspiration. Um, and rest. 
Mm, got it. So now, now that you've connected to her needs that you are hoping to fulfill through this action and to your needs, which are not being met through this action, this is where you can make a request of, sounds like yourself, because you're the, nobody's forcing you to do this, but you're choosing to do it, although you, it's coming from a sense of obligation. So um, I suspect this would be a self-request. So in terms of uh, those needs that you just listed that are now being sacrificed, that are now being diminished and unmet because this is so time-consuming and so challenging, uh, it, it, mm-hmm. saying yes to this means saying no to something else. So mm-hmm. what, what might you propose? Is there a request, a different strategy, different action that could still fulfill all the needs that are active here. I'm thinking. I wonder about medical transportation. Um, mm. Yeah, so there might be a medical transportation or there might be a service where mm-hmm. somebody could transport her there and back. Mm-hmm. What I'm noticing is I'm really seeing a conflict in between what I perceive her needs are and my needs. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this is um, it feels like entrenched. This feels like old. Mm. Um, this feels like a, a pattern in our relationship. Mm. A pattern that in order for one of you to get your needs met, it comes at the expense of the other. We had a lot of contention. And so it would, it would come at the expense of both of us, I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for this particular situation, because this is what is alive right now, this is what's active mm-hmm. and in front of us. Let's, right. Let's use this as a template that we might even be able to extrapolate into the past or into the future as well. Sure. Once we've got sure. some, uh, some headway here. So sure. the when you think of the idea that <clears throat> next Saturday, somebody else is going to pick up your mom and take her to see your husband, what mm. reaction do you have in your body? What feelings already uh, arise from that idea? Yeah, well, my body just was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just hearing you say that, it's just like, <gasps> yeah. relief. Relief. Yeah, relief. 
Mm. Release. Mm-hmm. And so even without knowing how the practicalities of that will happen, the idea of that already is giving you a very clear signal that mm. some of your needs are on their way to getting fulfilled and it's not coming at the expense of hers, it sounds like. She will still get the same results, whether it's you or someone else. Is that right? Well, if I could set her up with some type of transportation, yes. I -hmm. think that's a little bit of a... mm, mm, challenge. Mm-hmm. It would take a miracle, but mm. miracles happen. So, mm. and so that request or that idea may also, though, interfere with other needs you have. What would the obstacles be? What what is getting in the way of that happening? Um, for someone else to transport her, let's say, um, like yeah. I said, medical transport. Um, and I actually don't know if it would need medical transport, but I'll just do that. Um, I don't have the information uh, yeah. to, I don't know if medical transport goes out to Sherwood where she is. Um, I don't know if they work on the weekends. Um, I don't know. I think medical transport is is only taking a person from from their home to a medical facility. Um, So I would need more information. Mm Okay. Yeah. And so that this is a strategy that may or may not work. And there may be other strategies that are around the corner or that are as of yet unclear. And our North Star, though, is that feeling you had, that feeling of relief. That's the feeling Mm -hmm. of tapping back into what is alive within you of the fulfillment or the potential fulfillment of your needs and perhaps hers as well. And so the last part, because this part, the request, the action, the strategy is the most uh, varied. There's an infinite amount of ways and strategies, right? We might meet these needs, but the underlying needs are unlikely to change you're still Mm -hmm. going to need that rest on the weekend you're still going to need that personal space and time and Mm -hmm. so as you continue to tap into that it will generate and help you uh, activate all the resources that are needed to fulfill that ideas will come to you uh, it'll come up in conversations. You're basically going to be tuned in to the fulfillment of those needs. Whereas if you're locked into the idea that <clears throat> I just got to 
grin and bear it. I'm just going to grind my teeth and just force my way through this again. All those things are invisible and inaccessible and very hard to come by. So even if we've opened up the door to a possibility that now we can explore, this is a significant shift from doing it out of obligation. Does it feel that way to you at all? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And so now if you were to make a request of yourself right now, let's say between now and this Saturday may not be enough time, but maybe by the Saturday after that, uh, within a short time frame, what request do you have of yourself to explore this new idea? I, I want to consider alternatives. Mm. Um, the Saturday. Um, mm. transportation I, I want to be open to alternatives mm -hmm. what are some specific actions that would be a way to act out that openness and that curiosity well we are paying for a caregiver to say, see her a couple hours throughout the week and the caregiver has taken her out to lunch um, on the weekend in the past and I could ask her if she would consider working on the weekend again mm. and taking my mom. Mm -hmm. They're taking their. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's a very specific action you can now take. And before I heard you say also kind of researching medical transport. And so it sounds like there's mm -hmm. a few ideas, a few actions that you could start moving on in the next, in, in, in the near future. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Right. I can text her after our conversation. <laughs> mm, wonderful. Well, this was um, this was a, a very useful deep dive into um, your personal relationships. I want to thank you for being open and honest and vulnerable and sharing this with with us. And um, very grateful. And if there was anything that you think was most useful from our talk today, what stands out to you? Thank you. Yeah, really appreciate the opportunity share and explore this and what stood out for me was how guarded I've become over the years um, and especially this last year of caring for my mother and that uh, oh yes that it, it probably is true <laughs> that if my basic needs uh, for space are not met, then I then I uh, get very resentful, mm -hmm. and uh, and it 
it harms me and my relationship with my mother. And um, yeah, that mm. uh, that that over the years, it's it's become worse. So because over the years I wasn't getting especially that need for space and um on the weekend met it's just sort of calcified into mm. some type of resentment. Um mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. That's a very powerful so realization. Yeah. 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 Mm. Makes and, it a little harder to chip out of it, but um, mm-hmm. At least, yeah, I have the awareness. Mm. I'd like you to leave you with one last um, suggestion, if you'd like to take it. As you're thinking about and strategizing for the ways to create that space for yourself over the weekends, perhaps include something that you would like to do instead of that. How would you like to? enjoy and use that newfound space and have a little mm. fun brainstorming that and anticipating that um, new mm. opportunity. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you'd like to uh, tap into some of these resources, you can download these files that we use today, the list of basic needs we all have, feelings when our needs are satisfied and when they are not, and this four-step process of nonviolent communication. And of course, order the book if you haven't already. There'll be some links available for you to find that. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care, everyone.